Hey, this bitch on. Rolex, cut it up. Rolex, buttercup. It's time for the hottest, hottest, hottest radio show and podcast. I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. With DJ it's time for Chef Radio. Radio. Yes, sir. Welcome to start here in the Far Podcast. Man, you already know what your host is fighting most. DJ Prem is in the building. I got my next guest in the building. I always say the next guest might be the best guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, y'all? My name is Anna with AZ Management. And, you know, we on here with Chef Radio doing what we need to do. I've seen you six times yes, already this week. <laughs> For sure. So. For sure. Um, so you a manager. You manage artists. Uh, what actually got you into wanting to do that? So, believe it or not, I actually was somebody's assistant at first. So, uh, DJ D-Baby, shout out to DJ D-Baby. May she rest in peace. Um, I was actually her assistant for, like, maybe a, I'm going to say a good one to two months. I was assisting her, like, with her gigs and stuff like that. Um, And then, out of nowhere, I started getting her actually, like, gigs and stuff. And it became, like, a management thing. So, it transitioned Mm. to that. I had no idea I wanted to be a manager. This was not my plans in life. I did not think about it. None of that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Um, talk to me about D Baby. Um, unfortunately, well, I'm not here. I'm not from here, so I don't. I didn't know who she was before I ended up seeing her on IG and stuff like that before her untimely passing. But um, I know that she got a lot of love. Man, you know, even her passing ended up making it like to the shade room and all these other big media outlets. Uh, so talk to me about her as a person, her as a DJ um, when she was here. Um, D-Bay was great. Um, I definitely, a lot of people misunderstood her for sure. So she was a cancer. So she she was the type of person where she rough around the edges, but she will get emotional. She will cry, you know, if need be. Um, and she was just a great person overall. And I think a lot of people, you know, took her for granted in a lot of situations because of how nice she was. Um, and I think, you know, as a DJ, she was great. You know, she yeah. was really popping her shit. She was really, like, at the, you know, base of her career. Like, she For was sure. really popping her shit. For and sure. I think, you know, a lot of it got taken away from her so quickly, yeah. very unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, but the people who was close to her and, like, you know, had a really good relationship with her and just know certain things and dates and everything, like, they know, you know, yeah. as far as, like, how she ended and, you know, things yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've seen her get a lot of love, even – um, cause it was, it was three main DJs, I believe. I can't think, of, I don't even know who it, another one that I found, but three main DJs and two of them was female DJs that I found when I first mm-hmm. got out here. Uh, D baby was one DJ Airy was another, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of who C Watts, right? See, C Watts is, is, yeah. is another one that I knew of. C Watts fire. C Watts yeah. is fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to C Watts, but there were just ones that I could think of that I was following that I was like, I was taking note, like mental notes mm-hmm. without even having a conversation with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like where y'all at as far as, cause when I moved out here, I ain't had, I ain't even know where the black people be. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm starting from ground zero. So, um, and then also like seeing, uh, Ariel and she tags like either C watch or D baby or, or, or another mm-hmm. DJ, you know, yeah. I'm tapping in with them, trying to like follow them, seeing where they be at DJ wise and stuff like that. And then um, I just noticed, like I said, even before her passing and, and things, but she just got a lot of love from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's dope. I think that's really dope. Um, yeah. 
as far as you as a manager, did you have like a a passion for music? I did. Okay. So that's actually a funny story. So <laughs> a lot of people think that I'm either three things. I'm either a singer, um, I'm a writer, or I'm a DJ because okay. those were the main things like, or I could DJ. Um, right. Honestly, the one thing I could do in AO is my witness to this. I could press play to the next song. <laughs> if she runs to the restroom, same thing with D-Baby yeah. too. I could press play and that's, that's about it. it. I can't transition. <laughs> I don't know what song should be next, but that's I do funny. know if I'm in a club, my mind automatically like goes to that. Yeah. So my mind will automatically go to, I know what song they're going to play next. I could tell a good transition. I, I could really tell all of that. Yeah. So I think, I think when it comes to when people meet me, they'd be like, what brought you to this? And honestly, I had no idea. I had not, nothing was I had no idea it was honestly a passion that I took a chance on yeah. and then I was like wow I'm actually really good at this and that's really just what it was that's so yeah so I think I think in this aspect as far as like music goes and everything I just have a good ear yeah that's all I would really say I just have a really good ear and I yep. could tell yep. so did you go to school for manager or no no I did. I'm actually homeschooled I was homeschooled I, uh, when I was in high school, I was homeschooled. I actually homeschooled uh, from freshman all the way till I graduated. Okay. Didn't go to college or anything. Um, I've been in management now, um, just like in general, mm -hmm. um, for business in over, over 10 years. Oh, wow. So for different okay. things. Like, you know, I've owned a Verizon store. Like, I've, you know, worked for, Ver you know, Verizon cell phones, telecommunications. I've kind of had my hand in everything. Yeah. So, and then when I got to management and I started doing, you know, like my business and everything, this was like, okay, this is something I want to do. I want to do content. I want to do for marketing. Sure. I want to sure. talk to people. For so, sure. yeah. Because I ain't going to lie. I'm in school right now for music business management because I want to. I do want to be able to manage artists mm -hmm. and uh, do things of that nature. I want to be able to like do it all behind the scenes because uh, I used to be an artist. I'm now a DJ. Mm -hmm. um, I do chef radio, like media, all of that stuff. But I want to be able to do it all. That way, if anything come up, I can do it type of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, how long have you, have you actually been managing artists? Uh, two years. Okay. So, yeah, so from the launch of my business, which is now going on two years, um, that's how long I've been managing artists, for the length span of two years. And I actually don't just manage artists. Like, I manage DJs. I manage okay. um, businesses as well, too. Okay. I do business, like radio stations, do different stuff like that. I, I do, like, overall marketing. But I really, really, really tap into my artistry with For my sure. artists because I feel like that's something that I could invest in and then it can grow. Yeah. You know, sometimes with businesses, like, it's a hit and miss. You invest into a business and then now you're taking a chance that you might not get back what you just spent on nice. that when it comes to investments. So when it comes to investments, I'm real careful on who I invest in. But right. with my artists, when I see a vision, I see it and I'll yeah. invest. Yeah. So. That's dope. Mm -hmm. um, were you ever artists or anything? You did anything in music yourself? Mm -mm. No, Nothing. no, I Never. no, I can't, man. I can't rhyme to save my life. Okay, <laughs> I can't rhyme to save my life. That's funny. Look, that's funny. I be in the studio, and it's crazy because like they say you attract. You know, when you date somebody, you attract always what you know, you end up loving. And yeah. it's crazy because I'm not a rapper. I've never seen nothing in my life, but I always end up dating an artist <laughs> or or somebody in the entertainment business. Like, yeah. it just always ends up being like that Yeah, for, for yeah. me. That's funny. That's dope, though. That's mm -hmm. dope. Um, managing 
So talk about talk to me about a couple of artists and DJs that you do manage right now. Um, so right now I'm managing um, AOS Music Team, which is basically um, a group of four men who do R&B, rap, you know, hip hop. There's really not a genre to put them in. Yeah. Um, and then I manage uh, DJ AO, which um, she's currently LaPat's DJ. Um, she just went on tour, the Tink tour. Um, and, she, you know, she popping her shit right now. Absolutely. AO popping her shit, you know. Absolutely. So I, I, I definitely I'm letting her grow right now. And it's crazy because with AO, I met her off of just me throwing parties in Houston and her just wanting to be on my team, like, give me a chance. Damn. And I seen a vision in her. For sure. You know, she actually reminds me a lot, a lot, a lot of D-Baby. And I think mm. that's why I go so hard for her because I see the vision. Yeah. You know, AOS Music Team right now, um, they actually have a show tonight, um, Rap Fest with uh, Zaytrill and Hink and Pilot. Okay. And then, you know, they're in the process of trying to push out their EP and stuff like that, drop some albums, have some features happening soon with a couple artists so for sure, yeah for sure do you actually go out and look for talent um i will so if i get booked for a showcase uh -huh. i will so like for example i have um um this person i believe his instagram name is i can't remember off the top of my head it's like artist something his but his it, but basically every time he has a showcase he'll hit me up and he'll be like hey you know bring out as much artists as you can sure. um and then you know, come out, support, and then we'll announce that you're there and stuff. And he'll book me to stay there for a few hours. Okay. And, you know, check out the artists. And sometimes it's a hit and miss. Sometimes I'll get one, two artists out of that showcase right. that I want to work with. Some people, I'll be like, it's not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm nah. real particular. I feel that. I feel so. that. <laughs> mm -hmm. What is a typical day for you as a manager, um, managing artists, managing DJs, all of that? What does a typical day look like for you? Okay. So a typical day. Um, I would definitely say a typical day is content, content, content. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nothing but content. For sure. Um, I create all the content for every one of my clients that I have. So okay. all the creative content that you may see them on their pages and stuff, I create everything mm -hmm. for them. Um, so, and I'm usually shooting it too. So depending on the day, it could be creating some content. Um, I still do have my nine to five as well too. So I actually got back into doing my nine to five. I stopped doing my nine to five for a little bit when I was managing multiple people, yeah. but now I do my nine to five now. So I have my nine to five. I'm doing that during the day. Um, thankfully I'm in a position now where I don't have to be on the phone all day with a customer. So yeah. I could just kind of chill and do what I need to do. So I'll make content. Um, I have my meetings with my team. Okay. Um, and honestly, everything is just really just motivation. Mo being a manager is a, it's really just motivating. That's all it is. Mm. You're motivating your clients to be the best that they could be. You're motivating them to be their best self because at the end of the day, it's like people get discouraged all the that's, time. That's you, know, they, you know how many times like I'm in situations, especially with AOS. Like mm -hmm. AOS, that's managing four grown <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah. Four grown men. And I mean, sometimes getting them all four on a meeting at one time mm -hmm. is the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But it takes patience. So... I guess really just a day in the life of me is having a whole bunch of patience, <laughs> motivating, trying to stay positive yeah. and, and, you know, creating content. That's it. Um, I would say my most work is when I'm at shows. Okay. When I'm actually there and okay. I'm having to be in that role. So what do you, what do you actually do at the shows? Um, most, most of the time if it's, it's different. So with okay. AOS, um, I'm making sure that their set list is with the DJ. 
hopefully, thankfully, we pray that it's always Ao that is DJing because yep. she already got all all their stuff. But if it's not, I make sure you know they have the set list. I make sure that you know um, they are motivated and 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 they know what's going on. Um, majority of the time, we probably was at rehearsal mm-hmm. twenty four hours prior to that. I make sure, you know, everything's up to date as far as, like, what they got going on and stuff um, and motivate them. But other than that, with AOS, they pretty much motivate themselves. I I would say they have each other. It's really with AO that I have to, you know, get up there and and make sure she don't get discouraged because people want to talk to her and ask for this and ask her for that. And I just got to make sure they don't get discouraged. Yeah. No, I feel that, especially being a DJ. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I feel that. So what does a hectic day look like for you? Ooh, a hectic day. Okay, so a hectic day, and I know exactly what day I could tell you about. So Loud <laughs> Fest last year. Okay. Okay, Loud Fest last year. At the time, um, I actually had uh, two other additional artists that I was managing at that time, plus AOS, and then I had AO. Ooh. So we was all at Loud Fest, and I had my two other artists. Then, of course, I have four AOS, right? Because yeah. I always think of that as four different artists. I don't like to think of them as one. As one, yeah. So I really have all them people with me. Then I have AO who needs to set up and get on stage and you know, for Loud Fest. I would say that is the most hectic day I've ever had. I had to make mm. sure the set lists were where they needed to be. They wasn't trying to let AO on stage at one point because it wasn't Damn. her time. Um, and of course, at that time, they didn't know who Ao was. Right. Shout out to Loudfest uh, DJ. She is now an official Loudfest DJ. Okay. You know, I had to make yeah, that happen. Next year, she go, they gonna know who she is Absolutely. on that stage. Okay, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like same thing. Like they just did it. They didn't know, you know, who she was. Mm-hmm. They wasn't trying to let her on the stage. Then they messed up on like you know her sets and stuff like that. But. Dang. Of course, it's natural because it's such a big festival. They're Absolutely. going to mess up Absolutely. all the time. Yeah. But having to be that person to be like, you know what? It's okay, y'all, because, of course, they messing up. And then I have now six different artists who are looking at me crazy like, well, I said my people are going to be here at 5 o'clock, and they trying to have me come at 7. So, yeah. you know, now it's this, now it's that. So I yeah. think, again, just being patient, being that person to be like, you know what? It's all cool. It's chill. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. How do you go about um, bookings with your artists versus like AO? Or do you do do you book for both of them? I do book for both of them. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, booking for all of them. Um, now the thing about with AOS is is that right now, like they have, they're at a stage of their career where they're not accepting every show. Right. And that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, they're at a stage of their career where they're not gonna just go to anything. Now, granted. They're very humble and they will come and support and show up, you know, if if they're invited. But they're not just out here just, you know, I'm not looking to just throw them into any showcase. That's not what the situation is now with them. They're at a position now where, like, their shows have to have it's quality. It has to have quality, you know, shows and everything. So, you know, shows like Rise Rooftop, you know, shout out to Teddy Tuesdays. You know, we Mm -hmm. went to Rise Rooftop. We performed at Rise Rooftop. Loud Fest, stuff that is going to end up working for them in their favor that's what i want to put them in now so when it comes to booking with them i'm very particular with ao ao is extremely like she'll accept anything believe it or not ao will even not saying she will because it's probably not happening she'll probably do something for free ao is that type of person ao is the type of person where she will do it for free because at the end of the day opportunity is over anything and that's how i am too i right now 
I'm doing free trials for artists and you know where I'm at in my career I'm comfortable and mm -hmm. I'm at a point to where I feel like I could give off those free artists, you know, slots and everything for people yep. because at the end of the day, it's opportunity over money. You could come give me a hundred grand right now and tell me, hey, manage me, do this, do that. And I could do it, but it's going to be the chemistry probably not going to be there. It's going to be a business transaction yep. majority of the time yep. versus, you know, with my artists now, a lot of people, you know, they tell me like, oh, well, you manage AOS, you know, why? how much are you making? How much are they paying you? This, this, and that. And it's just like, it, none of that matters. At the end of the day, it's, it's opportunity. They That's might true. blow the fuck up one day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm sitting here worried about some money when, you know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. it, it could have been as simple as just opportunity. So yeah. I think when it comes to bookings, AO, she's very like opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You right. know, that's what it is. Right. Um, I do have, um, Another person that I manage as well, too, her name is Bria J. She's actually a YouTube influencer. Um, okay. And I do uh, manage influencers as well, too. Um, she's actually trying to get back on, onto her YouTube career as well, too. So okay. we have a couple things in the works. Okay. Yeah. I like that. What? So talk to me about how you go about, because um, I know it's, it didn't probably happen about faulty bookings. And what I mean by that is, like, it might not be the top-notch quality that you thought it was going to be or, mm -hmm. like, some shady stuff going on, losing money, losing time or something like that because I done had, even when I was an artist, I would pay for, like, I, just one example. <laughs> it was a show out in Miami, mm -hmm. um, and they were supposed to have this certain artist on here. I don't, I don't even remember how. I think I found the show on, on Instagram, mm -hmm. and um, I think it was, like, $300 for a slot. I paid it. I paid for my, my plane ticket. I paid for my homie plane ticket so we can go down there and then as the show got closer like the stuff started changing the venue changed the artist that was, the major artist that was supposed to be there changed mm -hmm. you were supposed to you, if you won you're supposed to get five thousand dollars now the grand prize only like a couple hundred dollars and all this other <laughs> stuff so like all that stuff started changing i was like okay yeah i don't even want to do this no more so mm -hmm. i asked my money back i didn't get my money back mm -hmm. all this other stuff so how do you go about stuff you know if if something like that happens I mean, it happens all the time. Like, it, that's probably, I think, I cannot say we've had one show, literally, that it has not been faulty on certain, like, some extent. So, I mean, it happens all the time. In, in a situation like that, honestly, all I could really do is just accept it for what it is. We already here. It is what it is. We already paid our money. You know they ain't finna pay it back Facts. because we already here. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, honestly, situations... Like that, as long as they're not straight, like, a, it's one thing when they say, all right, you pay for a slot, but my bad, y'all, we not, we not performing. Y'all not going to perform no more. Yeah. Now I'm going to turn up because yeah. what you mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what, like, what, right. what you mean? But in the situations where it's like, okay, you know, like we've had a situation before where we pay for an opening. We didn't pay for an opening slot. AOS won an opening slot. Okay. And the opening slot was like, you know, probably like 10, 15 people in front of the actual artist that they were opening up and they won for. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, it, I'm not going to say it was falsy, but it was kind of like, we we could have stood home for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we still put on a good show. One thing, you know, and that's just what it is. I think in a situation like that, all you could really do is just deliver to your best ability so that way at least you leave in the room with something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to leave the room with something. They need to know your songs. They need to know your energy, something. Yeah. And I think I think too like the more you go through, honestly, the more you more you go through shit like that, you kind of are able to weave out 
the the trash stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because like when I first started, man, I me and my group when I was with a group at the time. We would take anything. Like I remember, uh, we had we was at this bar or whatever. Some some like it wasn't. I don't even know. It, you can't even call it a club. It was so damn small. Mm-hmm. And uh, they was like, oh yeah, we get to open up for uh, Skipper the Flipper, who was um, not not a part of the Migos, but like one tier under the Migos. He was, mm-hmm. he made he actually made the dab. You know what I'm saying? Look oh, at my okay. dab. Yeah. So okay. He made that. So I was like, oh, okay, we get to perform uh, or open up for him. Mm-hmm. It was like. 30 other artists and really what it what it was was like a showcase and he never even showed up wow yeah <laughs> he never even showed up we've had you know? situations like that you know we we had situations where like they say somebody gonna be in the building and that person don't get there till twelve fifty nine, and the club closed at one Oh, I, uh, so <laughs> we've had situations like that all the time and if you know what is crazy it's usually the people that are in management it's the management. It's the label people. It's it's those people that they show up to a place. That's what we got to stop doing in 2023. We got to stop having these label people, right, come yeah. to these showcases, sit in the top right corner with a house champagne that I know is free because <laughs> the club gave some for free because I used to do parties. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like we got to stop doing that. We got to. It's 2023 now. We need to start getting actual, start spending some money getting actual artists who can listen to these people's music and actually put them yeah. in in rooms of opportunity. Because I feel like sometimes you, these promoters they drop a flyer and it's just like, oh, you know, this person's gonna be here, so now the show is probably like 250 dollars to perform because this person's gonna be there, and then that person ends up not even getting on a mic to say nothing. It's funny because. I, I did a little, technically yes, technically no, I did an interview with Boosie, mm-hmm. and he was at Capri. Me and my photographer, we was waiting out, we was we pulled up at 9 o'clock, not knowing what time, not knowing what time Boosie was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So we pulled up, and we asked the the, uh, the attendant, because he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, 75 to park. I was like, look. I was like, oh, where can I park, you know what I'm saying, where I can park down the street or something? Because I definitely walk because I ain't paying the 75 to park. Because right. we wasn't going in. We was just trying to get an interview with Boosie. So he was like, uh, I was like, you know when Boosie going to be here? He was like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, the artists don't show up until, like, stupid late. Right. And I was like. All the time. You paid them all that money just for them to be there for 30 minutes. So he was like, he was like, uh, pull up around, like, pull back up around, like, 11, 1130. Um, maybe even closer to twelve. So it was like, all right. So we just kind of like we we went and ended up going to Ghost, which where uh, I had a residency at for a while, mm-hmm. and we pulled back up to uh, Capri, and we still waiting outside for Boosie. Club closed at two. It's starting to get one o'clock. We like, all right, where this dude at? Mm-hmm. He pulls up one thirty. Club closes at two. We like, all right. I believe it. He sits in the car for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in the car, chilling, sleeping. He get out, smoke a blunt. I'm like. Doing too much. Like I'm like, bro, the club closed at 2. Now it's like 145. Like Doing too much, and you know we paid you 10K. <laughs> and I'm you know like, what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I'm like, so is they going to hold the club open a little longer or whatever? So mm-hmm. I tried to get my interview with him. You know what I'm saying? By the time he got in there, it was like, it was damn near 2. He, mm-hmm. I guess he performed a couple of songs, and they was out. I was like, damn, like, and they was, and um, I found out they was charging people like 100, 150 just to get in and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, Sweet. what? And what you club seen, was this at? This is Capri. Capri, okay. 
Okay, yeah. And I was like, I can see that. That's crazy. Because he was at Clay earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I, I, I had a feeling I wasn't going to get the interview that I wanted because he looked, when he pulled up, he looked like he was tired. And I was like, I don't. I was telling my photographer, I was like, I don't know how this finna go. I don't think it's finna go how I want it, but let's try it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, it's crazy, like that they really show up that late. I didn't know that they they really do that, but mm-hmm. the dude told me he was like, bro, all the artists do that. They all show up stupid. Yeah, late. and I think, and I think what you know, managers nowadays. I think managers need to know their artist's limit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I think. Yes, okay, you signed up for this. This is what you want to do. This is your career. You signed up for it. Yes, stuff is going to be hectic and back-to-back and stuff like that. But I think a lot of the reason for why these artists be tripping and going crazy is because they don't have the correct team behind them. A lot of the times, these teams, these labels, these managements, they're so money-hungry that they don't, they're thinking, how can we get to the next bag? They're yeah. not thinking the the health and the mental health uh, behind their artists. Yeah. This, you know, this shit is draining. This yeah. is not, you know, something. Look, I'm gonna let you know right now. The stuff that I have AOS doing in rehearsal, I couldn't look. I could probably throw up a peace sign, do something, you know, like their little two step. Yeah. But I know I can't deliver what they do so it's very necessary that we get breaks it's very necessary that we that we drink water we tone our voices we drink lemon and tea like you know what i'm saying like i'm that type of manager i'm more so worried about your your mental health and your well-being because i don't want to see none of my artists that i seen go from the bottom to the top lose their self because you know they're just picking up too much that they can't handle facts you know that's why a lot of artists they don't pick up a lot of stuff unless it it makes sense. Like, for example, like, Mulatto. Mulatto won't, Lotto won't even go outside unless it makes sense. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, she won't, like, she won't even go outside if it makes sense. A lot of these artists that I try to book and stuff, it don't, if it don't make sense, they won't even go outside. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ken the Man, though, because every time I call Ken and I tell her, like, I need her for a party, she always come through. Don't matter if it's last minute. Don't matter if it's the day before. It don't matter what it is. She always come through, um, and she always works with me, and that's what I love and I care. So now she with Rock Nation now. I was so just about to say she, 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 she signed with Rock now. Nation yeah. now. That's what's up. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a, that's another thing too. I I met Ken the man when I was working for uh, in Atlanta. When I was mm. you know working for my two promoters that I was with in Atlanta. When I was throwing parties out there with them, I met Kim in Atlanta, and it's crazy because like. When I met her, she was like this very humble, like showed up in her, you know, the black SUV, like showed up very humble. Like it wasn't on no crazy like sprinter situation like some of these artists or influencers be because I've had that experience, too. But you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Yeah. She's humble. And I I really I really fuck with Ken so much. So, yeah. Big shout out to her because it's funny because just kind of quick side note, I heard one of her songs in a club when I first got out here. And I seen a girl's kind of, it was like, it was, he be like, mm-hmm. and I was like, that was, yeah, that song so, went yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. And then, um, I was, a, I did a, I DJed a prom mm-hmm. and this girl comes up to me. She was like, can you play some Kinda Man? <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> Cause I didn't know at the time. Right, yeah. I was like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know who that was. And there was like, play a uh, Kinda Man. He be like, so I played it and I was like, I just heard this song at the club a couple mm-hmm. months ago or something like that. And I, and they they always fucking with it and I was like, okay, I got to add this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um yeah, no. Nah, so and then from that point on, then I was like, all right, cuz I'm gonna be honest, if it's an artist 
that I don't know of because it's a lot of like either local artists or um, artists that just I just don't know of because I'm not from this region. Mm-hmm. And um, if I notice like people in the club or wherever I'm at, they fucking with it. And um, I don't know about it. I look up who that artist is. When I go home, I'm like, okay, who is this? Mm-hmm. What songs they got? Who, where they from? How they popping? How they get popping? And all this other stuff. Um, I did the same thing with OTB Fastlane. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All of this other stuff. Uh, even Lapat. Um, it's quick story on him too. I didn't know who he was, and he was at this Coalition DJs uh, New Music Mondays, mm-hmm. and I was doing chef. I was doing chefs catering out there, and I'm just I'm interviewing artists, interviewing artists, 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 and I finally get done, and I put all my stuff in my car. And I walk back inside, and I'm up there uh, near the DJ booth with my with my homie DJ J Fresh, and one of the dudes on the mic, he he was like, "Hey, we got uh, Lapat in the building," <laughs> and yeah. some 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 like shout him out, and then they they play his uh, rodeo song. I heard Flo Millie's part on TikTok before, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who he was, and he walked right past me, and I was like, "Okay." Like I just he just dapped everybody up in the booth and stuff. And He's super humble. Yeah, he, he definitely super, is. Super, yeah, super and, humble. And um, you know, like I'm gonna be honest, you, I used to be like fucking enamored when I used to see like niggas with fucking chains and shit on because I'm not from a place where you see all of that shit. <laughs> so, um, you know, I say I was like another nigga with a couple chains around his fucking neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know when it was, but uh, after that. I heard his song somewhere else, and then I heard somebody talk about him, and then they showed me who, what he looked like. I said, this man just walked right past me a couple weeks ago. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's crazy, you don't man. even know who you in the room That's with sometimes. Like, That's a fact. But yeah, nah, shout out to LaPaz too, Absolutely. man. I mean, he, he, he going up. He uh, yeah, going up. For sure. You know, and, for sure. Um, he got some good music. Yes, some yes. amazing music. Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy about it is that a lot of people don't know he really sound like that. He doesn't have that much like tone or anything that they do to mm. his voice. He really sound like that in real life. You know what I'm saying? And and that that's one thing that is impressive to me because a lot of people when they you know record or perform live and stuff, they be sounding crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I I definitely yeah because they do a lot of stuff to their voice that they mm-hmm. can't do live on the mic. Um, yeah. So yeah, what's the who's the biggest artist you've ever managed? Or that you manage? Biggest artist I've ever uh, managed. Um, I'm not going to say the biggest artist I've ever managed because a lot of the stuff saying I manage them compared to working with them is completely two different things. But I will say that some of the biggest artists I've worked with, um, I've worked with, you know, of course, uh, Ken the Man. I've worked with um, Jocelyn Hernandez. Um, I've worked with... um, LaPat a little bit. We're, mm-hmm. we're in the process of trying to do certain things right now. Um, that's really all I can remember from the top of my head right now. Okay. Um, I do have some other artists that I've worked with, like some men and different stuff like that, but a lot of that stuff is under review and like contracts and NDAs and a whole bunch yeah. of label stuff label that stuff. we can't talk about, but... <laughs> yeah, um, you know, yeah, so, I've managed a couple people. Like, I have a, a couple people under my resume that I could definitely say can can sh- I could show forth. Right, right, you know, right. So. Yeah, and you work for a label, right? Or, I actually don't. Oh, you don't? No, I have my own management, okay, management. and marketing business. Okay. Um, I don't work with a label. Um, if one of my artists gets signed, um, basically I would just co- I would go with them. Go with them. It would be yeah. like kind of like you know in a situation with like Lapat and Ao. Like the label has their own DJ for Pat, but Ao just goes with him. 
sure. as like you know somebody a part of his personal team and yeah. that's what it would work like in AOS same situation like if they got signed I would come with them as their manager already okay. versus the label issuing them like a PR or a manager as well too for sure mm-hmm. for sure um Lapat is signed to a label do you know that yes okay yeah 300 okay okay um I don't know if you know, I don't, and I don't want to get like super d- deep into the details, but I I, I like knowing a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I like learning about it. Do mm-hmm. you know if you don't want to answer this question? If you know it, but do you know what type of deal he signed? As far as like, is it three sixty? Is it you know what I'm saying? Do you know any of that, or if you want to talk about it? Um, I actually do. I do know, but I would probably feel comfortable yeah. you asking okay. him. Yeah, okay. that's, that's why I would say okay. I do know. Um, you know what his deal was and everything, and sure. all of what it is and the setup. But I don't know what he would be comfortable saying he publicly. Comes, I got you. So yeah, so I that's why. You. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, do you work with the uh, a publicist? I don't. I'm my own publicist. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do that too. Yes, I All do. Right. So I do PR, um, marketing, um, content creating. I mean, I really tap into everything. Right now, I'm in the process of uh, DJ uh, Ari. She about to do her party, her big birthday bash and stuff. She actually just hit me up the other day about that. So we're gonna work together on that. Okay. Um, it it could. I really can do anything. When like you could book me to literally manage your party. Sure. Say you throw a party one day, you could book me to manage the whole night so you could just enjoy your day and not have to worry about shit and just whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not tied to me. You pay me. It's a business transaction. You go yep. on about our day. And I usually do that with her all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, every year that she throw a party, I know last year we didn't do it, but the year before that, like every year she throw a big party, she'll book me for the day okay. to go ahead and like manage her whole shit get her taken care yeah. of because she don't be wanting to deal with gotta it. Worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now with her being like Money Man's DJ and stuff like yep. that and like she... She, I be telling her like you know yes you don't gotta act different but you gotta walk different you can't just walk into sure. everywhere now so sure. you know with that being in the play now um, we're probably gonna be doing something working together again too for so sure. what does marketing for you look like when it comes to your artists and DJs like how do you go about marketing them Um. so each of my clients have a marketing budget okay. um, each budget is different it depends on you know what they can afford really I guess that's really what it is yeah. um, so we have a marketing budget and with that marketing budget I kind of have creative control to do what I need to do with that um, whether it's for AOS you know hit up a radio package or whether it's you know for AO where I'm reaching out to like Loud Fest or you know different festivals and stuff that happen to see where she could fit in you know yeah. where she could be a part of you know so um, I think like even right now like with interstate DJs and stuff like that like just those different teams that we could tap into that's what I'll look in for her so when it comes to marketing it's really like marketing budget and what I could do with it and what I get each month okay. you know so I, I might have a thousand dollars to play with I might have two hundred dollars to play with yeah. but something's gonna get done whether it's an IG promo whether it's a you know push out some content and you know have a, a photographer come out rent a peer space push out some content and then I could really do the rest Yeah, you know because I think that's what a lot of people don't know is that you really can create a team of just talented ass people who can really get the stuff done. Because like, for example, Dom, Dom Antoine, AOS, he is our engineer. He produces all of our music, like all of our stuff. So we're really honestly blessed to be able to have a team where, you know, everything is so in house Mm -hmm. because so that way, whenever we show up to a place, it's like, 
this person knows what they need to be doing. This person knows what their role is. This person, and, and it's like everything just kind of lines up. So I think the most important thing is just get you an in-house team. And if you can't get an in-house team, get somebody who you have an actual conversation with. I think people want to grab these random managers and be like, oh, because you've worked with, you know, Big Boogie and all these other people. You know what I'm saying? You done worked with all these people. Now all of a sudden you the best manager for me. That don't mean nothing. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I may have worked with nobody. Facts. But that's also can be because I develop artists until they get to where they need to be and then I let them go. Yeah. It could that could very much be the type of person I am. But people don't tap in and actually know me for a person to know that's the type of manager I am. Because yeah. really that's honestly what it is. I'm the type of manager where I will develop you up until you about to make it and then when you make it, like it's like, okay, little butterfly go. Hmm. That's really what it is, like yeah. with me. And yeah. I get a lot of hate for that, to be honest. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know when I was an artist, like, I, I think marketing is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always tried to think outside of the box um, when it came to marketing and trying to get myself out there as an artist. Um, that's why I became a DJ. Um, I ended up having my own clothing brand. I even think of, like, just, like, the, the tiny stuff, the attention to de- detail. And then also I try to put myself in a consumer's position. So, for example, um, at, at the time, I didn't really have business cards because I was like, if I give you a business card, what are you going to do? You're going to put it in your pocket. You're probably going to forget mm-hmm. about it. It may get washed, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I started giving out wristbands because if I give you a wristband, what are you going to do? You're going to put it on your wrist. Now, you may end up forgetting about it, but you're going to see it later on because it's mm-hmm. still on your body. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So um, I started thinking of, of, of like just little attention, like just started paying attention to uh, – there's just a little stuff um, about marketing um, and then she- with Chef Radio. I mean, I damn near do it all, like especially to, for artists. It's And I feel like Chef Radio is a little bit easier for me because and I'm not going to say artists need me, but a lot of these artists, they make me feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when they come on the show, they're like, bro, I needed to be on. I need to be on here. I need to do this. Um, I, I fuck with the platform and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And I appreciate it. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's a lot easier for me because I have people constantly that are asking me, can I come on your show? Can I come on your show? Can I come on your show? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then that also, it, it, it also is about, uh, like just, you got to keep going with it as far as like putting yourself out there because the little videos that I have on the content that I have on my IG, it wasn't always like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people all the time, like, you just got to keep going. You got to just see what, see if it works. Yeah. So. I ended up doing underground heat where I play under like just straight local artist music. Um, I have artist freestyles where you come over here and do do a freestyle roundtables, interviews, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So talk to me about stuff that you do marketing wise that you have seen that helps your artist or DJ. Um, radio, tapping in with radio stations helps a lot, actually, okay. because, you know, with those radio stations, they have different packages. And with those packages, you could you probably get like what two interviews out of it on a radio station. Your songs spend a certain time, you know, certain amount of time. And then, you know, you just tap into the different art uh, packages. So radio station packages are great. 
And believe it or not, it's probably one of the easiest ways to just go and do what you got to do, get it all out. And the work is really done for you because all you got to do is pay for it. They really do everything for you. Radio packages are good. Um, I like the whole wristband thing. I did that actually. Uh, we did that with D Baby as well too. Okay. Like the whole wristband thing where we did her wristband, the lanyard, and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Long, long, long time ago, we went and did that. But yeah, we did do that when she did her rebrand. Um, even like whenever we're like out at like South by Southwest, walking and just talking to people um, and giving out different. Like I know. At South by Southwest, we had like different artists that was giving us little like MP3. It's little cool things like stickers, and yeah. they getting creative now. Yeah, they get like in this generation, they have all the good stuff now <laughs> that you could because back then, sure. like I remember, like when I first, first, first started doing management, which you know publicly, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two years, but I was actually managing privately mm-hmm. for way longer than that. So when I was managing publicly it was really hard for me to find stuff like that. Like for some reason now I can find stuff like that all the time, but then some of it gets a little corny at some some point, you know? So you just really got to find, find your niche really. Like what is when it comes to marketing, find what you think. Are you comfortable with putting your stuff on the radio? Do you feel like your music is where it needs to be? Whereas are you even prepared? Because you know, with the radio, you need a service package. So with that, you need to have clean music. You need to have your music rewritten, like redone, like, three different times to be able to even present it to a radio station because you can't give them a dirty version. You got to give them a clean version. Um, Then you have to, you know, be prepared to even do these interviews and stuff like that too. So I think whenever, when it comes to marketing, you need an artist needs to think, what am I ready to deliver? Because no point of getting stickers if you're not going to go outside and actually give them out because yeah. I'm not going to do it as a manager. I'm going to sit here and watch you, you know, be here and walk you through it. But as an artist, you're doing the work. You need to do the work too. Yep. You know, and I think that's what a lot of artists have confused with managers. They think that the manager is supposed to market them yep. and that's not yeah. what it is. You market yourself. Yep. I'm here to a hundred percent support you and, and stick beside you will be 10 toes. But you know, and if stuff goes wrong, I'm here to fix it. But at the end of the day, artists artists are supposed to market themselves, whether it's like doing interviews. I could set it up, but I, I can't I can't tell talk my artists to come up here yeah. and talk to you and tell you why they love music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think you really just got to market yourself. But if you are going to tap into those areas, tap into what you're comfortable with. Because mm. at that point, you'll be wasting money. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. You ever... Uh, done any like collaborations with any other managers or A&Rs, publicists or anything like that or have, have you done that or do you want to do that? Yeah, anybody? yeah, I do it all the time. So um, I actually had, um, I like to call him my little protege. Um, his name's Zay True. Uh, okay. Zay True, uh, he actually, when he hit me up, when he first met me, um, it, it was when I was a promoter for my party. So I was doing like AZAT management was doing like uh, this thing called Pressure Wednesdays. It was one of like the biggest Wednesday spots in the middle of nowhere, like Memorial Drive in okay. Houston. And it was okay. just popping. And he was actually one of my promoters. And now he does management and marketing as well, too. He okay. does uh, Zaytro Entertainment, which is basically like his stuff. And it's, I'm not going to say it's very similar to my stuff, but um, he, 
I mentored him a lot with a lot of the things that he had going on. So now he popping his shit and he doing what he doing now, but, um, and doing show artist showcases, but I do partner with him a lot. Like when it comes to different things, I'll partner with him if I need to for an artist showcase or whatever, because I know with him, his biggest things is influencers. I don't really do influencers like that. I do more so artists. So, when we work together, it's you'll see like a lot of artists and a lot of influencers in one building, and yeah. they kind of know who to go to yeah. in that scenario. So yeah, and I'm definitely open. It's a partnering up with different people, like Absolutely. partnering up with other DJs in Houston. You know, I've been um, thinking of doing like a DJ battle for so long, like a D- doing dope. like doing a DJ battle, like teaming up with somebody to do a DJ battle, have judges and everything there. Um, you know, even me being one of the judges as well, too. And I've thought about doing stuff like that. I've thought about, you know, getting artist showcases together and stuff like that. Because I have access to so many venues, so many people. I just yep. don't do nothing with it because yep. it's a lot of work. It's it is a lot, a lot of, of work. work to do it by, by yourself. Yeah, it that's is. That's why I stopped, actually. It is. Um, I want to talk to you about the uh, you being a promoter. But first, what you were saying just about, like, putting on showcases and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to do that back home, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't feel like I would get the support for it or mm-hmm. the pool for it. But I even, man, it, it like you said, it's a lot of work because I'm the type of person, I don't like to spend money. Me so either. I'm cheap. They so, call me cheap all yeah. the time, and I'm like, nope, I'm just cheap on <laughs> I'm rich on a budget. Yeah, That's facts. why I like to call people. Rich on a very big budget. Yeah, facts. So, <laughs> at, you know, like, if I put on a show, I'm going to make sure I put on a show without spending a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, sponsors, all of that. Like, I would have everybody else pay for the show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The only time that I feel like if I would have to do something like that, come out of pocket is pay another DJ. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, man, it's it's a lot of stuff. Because I, lear- I learned this really from my sister who's, a, uh, who's in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. She's an actress and an executive producer. But um, she does a lot of nonprofit stuff. Um, for her uh, nonprofit organization called uh, Impact uh, Mac Performing Arts Collective, so she tells me about all of these shows she puts on. She has celebrities come out, and I'm like, "You must have like an exorbitant amount of money, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to, to do all of this stuff and have fly out people and all this stuff." She's mm-hmm. like, "No, I don't pay for anything. Like, I have other people pay for it, mm-hmm. and then." You know, like if I have to pay for anything, it goes through the business, gets written off, you know, tax write offs and all this other stuff. But um, she's like, no, like and she taught me the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like as far as if I wanted to ever put on a show or do something to where I just I don't have to come out of pocket a dollar, you know, like making sponsorship packages, you know, like saying like, okay, you know, you got tier one, tier two, tier three. This is what you get for tier one. This is what you get for tier two. This is what you get for tier three, but they're all different prices. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. um, maybe tier one, you get get to pull up, depending on what you are, you get to set up and you get your name on the back of the ticket. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's $100. But then you go all the way to tier three, you get your name on the back of the ticket. We might buy something from you, give it out to the crowd, do a raffle. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it makes it feel like it's more it's worth it to pay that extra amount, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to show up for the event. So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I cause I I still want to do it. Um I'm just trying to work my way back up to doing something like that. We but, can talk uh, about doing something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You ever wanna partner with that? Cause right. I have so many artists that be wanting to tap in with me with opportunities, but it's like I know 
look, I know somebody waiting for me to pop off and do like a, you know, an artist showcase. I'm, I know somebody's waiting for yeah. it, but it's just like, it's, I, I can't do it by myself. I, I right. can do it by myself. I just don't want to do it by yeah. myself. That's a, really what it is. It's just yeah. a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. even me, like, like, I don't, I don't know a lot of, I'm not tapped in with a lot of just even like small businesses around here. Cause I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that, um, they're like, oh, I know such and such that mm-hmm. own a, a food truck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they get probably vendors, be, yeah, or vendors mm-hmm. or stuff like that. They they probably be interested in doing something like that or whatever. So, um, I'm working on it though. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. We're gonna end up doing that. But I was like, okay, like you you had you had talked about that. So I was like, I gotta mm-hmm. talk about it. So, um, you as a promoter, talk mm-hmm. to me about the promotion, the the promo life. That was a fun time. <laughs> that was a fun time. I loved being a promoter. Um. I mean, being a promoter is a hit and miss. You can make $5,000 one week, $500 the next, $5 the next. Like, <laughs> promoter life is not for the week. You, The 9 to 5 girls really need to stick to a 9 to 5 if you're trying to be a promoter because right. unless you're doing this, unless you have a whole team of people, which I did have a whole team of people as well, and they were helping me, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it got to a point to where it got old after a while, you know? Like, unless you don't start switching things up, stuff gets old. So I think with being a promoter, I would say that was was probably the most stressful time of my life. That's what some of the DJs talk to me about, too. Mm -hmm. Is, um, like, because I don't do a lot of the 10 to 2s. Now, what I what do I want to absolutely like at mm-hmm. camp clay all of this other stuff but I talk to a lot of DJs that do do it and they're like bro it's not all that like I'm like yeah that's because you've been doing it for so fucking long you know what I'm saying but they're like yeah you know what I'm saying once you once you do it all the time it's like it's just regular because you mm-hmm. you you do it damn near every day because Houston mm-hmm. don't sleep um and it's kind of like yeah you playing the same shit you know what I'm saying and I will yeah I will definitely say like. As a DJ, because I was a promoter that had, I had two DJs always. Okay. I always did, um, I'll like have somebody come like a, maybe a, a nine to 12 or I'll do like a 10 to 12 and then mm-hmm. I'll have somebody do the 12 to two 12 set. To two, yep. So now a 10 to two, oh, I mean, I, per, me personally, I don't like hearing a DJ from 10 to two, it's the same DJ long. all the time. <laughs> Me personally, that's just my preference. Um, unless that DJ is just so popping to a wor- to a point to where I can feel when you transition to that twelve. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I can't feel it, if you still playing like that te- that that warm up music, yeah. that's just, I can't. Now, with me personally as a promoter, I always switch it up. Like when I did them the two DJs yeah. and stuff like that. But sometimes that caused issues because. You know you a popping DJ if you're doing a twelve if they're being booked for a twelve yep. to two. I'm not saying you not popping if you get booked for a ten to twelve, but if you're an opener DJ, that just means that whoever is coming under you can deliver that twelve to two. Not saying right. that they're better than you. Not saying that they spend better than you. But I have a good ear, and I'm gonna. Yep. I'm a crazy critic. Like when it comes to who I'm booking, who I'm paying, who I'm investing in, I'm an extremely big critic when it comes. And that's another reason why I stopped doing parties as well too, because I'm such a bad critic that, you know, 
I want things to be exactly for what it is and how it's being paid for. If I'm paying you this amount for a 12 to 2, your transitions need to be on so like it needs to be on so far that I need to be with my hookah like cuz I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, cuz I don't drink. I only get every time I walk into a party, everybody know. My hookah, my water, my Red Bull, both of them got to have a straw. <laughs> like okay. that's that's literally like when when I that's what I'm saying when I I hated like I loved being a promoter, but my promoters learned me because mm-hmm. I would sit right there. DJ Booth would be right there. My table was right there in the front. Everybody knew that's AZAD management. You knew my DJ drop needed to be dropped as a certain amount of times. So. Like I is I'm is I'm a bad critic. I yeah. know my team. Like they'd be like being on my team. They'd be like this Anna is strict as hell. <laughs> <laughs> And it's trick itself, but that's just how I was. Any no, I bad transition, that. I'm looking up at you, like, and they already looking at me because they know. <laughs> like, they know. It's funny because, um, and I I don't even know who over this, and I ain't even trying to be no uh, no dick riding shit. But shout out to the in crowd because I went to the basement when they did their first join at the basement. Um, shout out my boy DJ Trey Stacks and also C Watts. But he talked to me before about before we before I even pulled up on him. He was like, man. Um, you know, like, because they was doing Sakai on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, man, I, I was open to DJ and, and C-Watch would just come in after me and just kill it. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, man, it was really just kind of like an alley-oop because mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm the person that's kind of going to get the vibe going, get the crowd mm-hmm. going. And then see all C-Watch got to come in and do is play the fucking bangers. Her job is easy. And I actually watched that shit on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Like, I pulled up on Trey Stacks, watched this 10 to 12, and then he really like, cause I, I I literally watched this man do the thing that he said. Like Irv got it really said is create the vibe. And mm-hmm. because when I walked in there, it was five ten people in there, mm-hmm. and then people just started coming in little by little. And then he just like he just started. I don't I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Like he was playing warm up music, but at the same time he was like he was starting. Kind of still getting people in, like in the mood. You know what I'm saying? Like we about mm-hmm. to turn up in a little bit, but right. I ain't gonna, ha- I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna turn it, turn you up now. But we are gonna do like a pre turn up type of thing. Right. And um. And some DJs could do that too. Yeah. Like I've actually seen DJ Ari do that too. Where to yep. a point to where uh Ari Ari Ari, Ari, Ari. DJ Ari. I want to make sure I correct that because I call her Ariel, but I'm gonna make sure I correct that. Okay, so uh, but no. When I've seen her where she's booked for a 10 to 12 mm-hmm. and it's at like a smaller lounge or it's at like, you know, a lounge that's not as popping during them times. And then she go to another place and do a 12, uh, 12 to 2 and it's popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't, I definitely don't, you know, want that to be taken the wrong way. Like just because you attend a 12 DJ, that don't mean you can't spin. That just means no. that, you know. How you do that 10 to 12. It's very important. It's very important. Very yes. Important, you like like we just said, you're the one that's creating the vibe. You're creating the mood. Yeah. And it's just like and and you know what? AO is actually really good at that. She's the type of DJ where, you know, she will go maybe a, like an hour early to kind of yep. study to make sure that that person isn't dropping, you know, music that is technically for a twelve to two. Yep. Like I should not be hearing Glorilla at a ten to twelve set. Yeah. Thanks. Honestly, that's Thanks. and if I am going to hear her, it needs to be closer to 12 because, Thanks. you know, when that DJ come in 12 to 2, they go they turn it up. They're they, going to play that, too. Yeah. You know like they're they're going to they're going to play that. Yeah. So it's like I think it just really depends. Like one thing I don't know about you, but me, 
my biggest pet peeve with DJs is when a 10 to 12 DJ is there and they playing all like the the 12 to 2 the hits. Turn-ups. Like yeah. the turn-ups. And then the next DJ come and, and he pay the same song because that's yeah. what it was supposed to be. Facts. That's, Facts. I had that happen to me the other day at I, a lounge. I feel like some of the DJs, they just, like Irv got it said, he said some DJ's bag is just not big enough. All they have is the turn-up shit. All they got is the pound town mm-hmm. and, you know what I'm saying, all of that shit. So they don't know what, and I, I'm not going to lie, I used to be, I used to be one of them DJs before I actually got my, my music bag big enough. This was like years ago, but mm-hmm. um, nah, you really got to have like real life thousands of songs, like mm-hmm. hella crates, you know what I'm saying? You can go through your shit and, because I, I ain't going to lie, like I go through some of my shit, my shit and I'm scrolling through, I'm like, damn, I forgot about this song. Mm-hmm. You know, I might go and now you're going to play it on your yeah. next set. Like, you- yeah, <laughs> yeah like, oh, I forgot about that. Let me mm-hmm. go ahead and run that because that's going to, you know what I'm saying? It, it may not be like a stupid turn up, but it'll get the crowd going a little bit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like like uh, Trey Stacks was saying, it's really, I really watched him alley-oop his whole, the whole thing straight to see watch She come in there and just kill that shit. Yeah. But her, her, her job was so much easier because that vibe had already been created. And also, too, like, if, say, for example, the 10 to 12 DJ, it worked for me in my favor a lot with my parties because my I only used my team. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't use my team of DJs and I, like, put a special guest DJ, the DJ that I put 10 to 12, I know it's a DJ that can do a 10 to 12 right. set to yep. deliver that. Yep. I was very particular and stuff like that. And it's also good when, when the 10 to 12 DJ and the 12 to 2 DJ – they know each other. Facts. And if they have chemistry, Facts. man, that's going to be a fire-ass night because you already know how that t- 12 to 2 person come in. Facts. So it's real good when you get, like, you know, a team, like, when you're te- as a promoter. Yo. If I'm book- if I'm doing a party, I'm going to do a party with two DJs, if I'm using them, who I know have chemistry. Yep. Or I know yep. that they know of each other or that can deliver, and I've heard them do a 10 to 12, and I've heard them do a, a 12 to 2. Like, um, when it comes to that, chemistry is very important. A lot Real of promoters talk. don't even know that. Real talk. You ever, uh, did you use MCs or no? I did, all the time. Okay. I used to have, like, three MCs in one night. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. So, Houston, I'm not gonna say it's the first place I've I seen an MC, because we had, we had MCs back home, but mm-hmm. um, definitely the first mm-hmm. place I've seen more than one MC in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, like, I just... I I just I, it's something that I I just never got I I never knew of like that okay these motherfuckers really on the mic like this and talking like this and mm-hmm. so how do you you cool with MCs like you you feel cool like using MCs and stuff like that yeah I think I think I think that it takes a lot off of the DJs definitely okay. takes a lot off of the DJs um, I think the DJs can focus and do what they need to do and your job needs to be transition 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 For sure. not transition scream talk you know what i'm saying like it yeah. and it, and i think a lot of it comes from the strip club djs too the strip mm-hmm. club djs they're known to just having to keep that momentum up but when mcs i love mcs personally i think i think mcs who get in the crowd or like get in the sections yep. and they're interacting with the customers yep. and they're getting like when the bottles come out they're you know 
dancing with them and stuff. Shout out to Kizzy 200 because she is a very good MC at that. Shout and out she to Kizzy. I met Kizzy at She Playground. came up so much from where she where she was at from when I first 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 met her she working poppin'. on my team she like poppin'. to now she I mean she's crazy popping yeah um and with Kizzy 200 she's one of those where I mean you give her a mic this girl will stand up in the middle of the section yeah. you know what I'm saying she dancing with the she dancing with the people Fearless with the lights shit. yes yeah. and that's the type of MC that I love yeah. you know what I'm saying but I will have multiple MCs with um, a DJ or with multiple DJs, but again, that's where that chemistry comes into play. Yeah, you, my DJs and my MC, I had a whole team of them, so I had like a certain amount of DJs, a certain amount of MCs, and I knew who to put with who. I knew who got along. I knew who didn't get along. <laughs> yeah. I knew, you know, who transitioned good, yeah. who didn't. You know what I'm saying? I it, there used to be point where I used to have multiple MCs talking, mm. but Again, it comes with chemistry. My two MCs that are talking, they know don't talk over each other. They That's know, right. they know when one of the one of the person, it, one of the uh, different of them, gonna say something, and the other person's gonna say something. Mm -hmm. Chemistry really is honestly when it comes to throwing like the, doing this party shit. Chemistry is really like the biggest thing to be successful in any of this, even in partnership too. I'm not partnering with nobody. I don't have no chemistry with. It's not that. about to be about money or nothing. I don't care how much money you're giving me. You know, I'm not going to partner with nobody I don't. I haven't built a relationship with or some type of chemistry with. I feel that. I feel um, that. Um, so me as me, I I don't have a problem with MCs at all. Mm -hmm. um, the first time I ever like worked with an MC was a uh, shout out MC Walt Weezy um, at Chemistry, and I I never worked with an MC before or whatever and I watched him do his thing all night I'm like yeah this shit is a lot easier because at the time I didn't like to be on the mic anyway mm -hmm. like I was like oh, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck to say I'm like oh. so um, I was like okay this is a lot easier for me because I, like you said I can focus on just DJing you right. know what I'm saying or whatever mm -hmm. um, now, and usually they'll ask the MC for something versus yeah. asking the DJ yep. that gives you creative control to be left alone yeah, facts so facts I ain't gonna lie now don't get me wrong I still like the MCs but I do like to talk on the mic now mm -hmm. just only cause y'all know man I got auto tune in my mic so I fucking like doing that <laughs> shit it's funny cause I cause I'll fuck with the crowd with that shit mm -hmm. um, sometimes cause like I was telling my boy DJ Afo, I don't like if I'm doing a let's say I'm doing a, a ten to two or whatever, or even a uh let's just say a, a ten to twelve, I don't mm -hmm. really turn that shit on until like the last hour or the last you Your know mic? No, 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 oh. auto tune. Cause oh, I, okay, okay, cause okay. I'm like, I, you not you not saying no, no, nothing no, no, on the no, mic no, till the no, last I'm talk, hour. No, 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 no. I'm gonna talk on the I'm gonna talk on the mic. I'm gonna talk on the mic. I'm mm -hmm. not, now I'm not one of them DJs that's gonna fucking talk your damn ear off. I hate that shit. But um I mean to each his own, but I don't do that shit. Uh, but no, nah, I fuck with I, I fuck with the crowd because I be talking regular all night mm -hmm. and I turn that fucking auto tune on they be like mm. what the fuck was that? <laughs> this person <laughs> like, done transformed. This yeah, person done transformed. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? And then um, you know what I'm saying? And then people will be like, Okay, this shit okay, that's different, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That mm -hmm. shit kinda hard. So uh, like I said, some of y'all, y'all might, y'all might not fuck with. It. I fuck with. It. I think it's hard. Other people, I gotta hard. hear it now. Now your next hard. gig, you gotta tell me so oh, I yeah. could go to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because I'm, you know, I'm gonna hear that damn trans. I'm gonna, hear that, <laughs> I'm gonna be up in there with the hookah <laughs> right yeah. there in the front, watching, <laughs> listening to transitions. That, Hell yeah. 
I hate uh, doing like I'll have DJs who are interested in joining my team, mm-hmm. and um, basically what my t- it's basically like interstate DJs. So I give yeah. DJs opportunities, so I'll like have them join my team. All I ask is that you just drop my AZAT management drop at What's some up? point, you know, of the night. And when I go do like sit-ins where I'll go listen to a DJ, I mean, I could tell they know like they're nervous. I could tell if a DJ is nervous when I'm there. Yeah, immediately. Like Im- immediately, I could tell. It's so funny because I I think like ninety nine percent of my well even now like I ain't even gonna say ninety nine percent one hundred percent of my gigs damn near I, I fucking I kill that shit now just because mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so comfortable now mm-hmm. but um I still get nervous like even before the game I'm like all right I'm about to go in here I'm about to do what the fuck I know how to do but mm-hmm. I still be like. Like a little, it's like almost like performing for me as an artist. I'm yeah. like, ah, okay. But then I'm gonna lie. What I do to help me out, I search for one person, usually particularly a female. But if she vibing with what I'm playing, I'm about to go off your vibe, shorty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we gonna and I'm and once I see I can start turning her up, then everybody else turn up, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But I'm I'm I just go off the vibes. Like I can create a vibe, of course, mm-hmm. but once I see everybody else fucking with what I'm doing. Oh yeah, it's over now. That's when I'm gonna know I'm in my element. I get like that too. Like even when I used to throw parties, I used to get nervous. And and the thing is, is like when me, I when I used to get nervous because I I would never show up exactly when the party st- started. I would always, mm. of course, like I had my team of people who would take care of stuff until I decided to show up. Which is, <laughs> yeah. and when I say decide to show up, I would probably show up maybe around like eleven ish. That's yeah. the time that I would show up. Now, if I know I have a celebrity in the building or something like that, like I probably would show up a little bit differently, like earlier and stuff. But yeah. I still get nervous all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the all the time. I'm. That's probably why I smoke so damn much hookah. <laughs> Being there three refills later, like three, That's re- funny. like it got to a point to where some who like some places that actually know me, like tonight, Hink and Pilot, man, them owners, they already know. They don't even charge me for a refill. They already know when I get to complaining, I'm asking for coals every five minutes. <laughs> like they already know. Yeah. So. That's funny. <laughs> um, as a as a manager, do you think that Houston has a problem promoting? And then what I mean by that is like artists. You think we have an issue of there's not maybe enough media outlets or there's not enough. I don't know, because there's there's fucking open mics everywhere. But I don't I personally just don't see a lot of outlets to where artists can come on like something like a chef radio and promote themselves as just artists. Do you think Houston has that a problem like that? I think Houston has a problem with not supporting one another. Mm. I think Houston also has a problem with um throwing these parties or having these outlets and stuff like that and not actually following up or getting anything out of it. Like it's different if I go on a platform and that platform is promoting and, and pushing out content and stuff like that. And then I'm actually getting stuff from it. But it's another thing when I go to a place and you can just tell when the promoter is money hungry and they're really just doing it to make money because I honestly, like, think about it. When you're paying $250 for a slot to perform, I want to know what am I going to get out of this that I'm paying $250? Am I going to get a label number person's phone number? Am I going to right. speak to a person? Are they going to, you know, am I going to get an interview out of this? Is it really worth the $250? Right. Is it really worth the $250? Yeah. And it's just, and that's questions that I always have to, you know, ask myself. 
whenever you know so i feel like there's enough media outlets but we just need to make sure that those media outlets are actually doing what they need to do i know shout out to um rap economics I don't know if you know what rap economics is, but um, they actually record rap economics in the same place that um, me and AOS have our rehearsal studio. Okay. And it's, believe it or not, our rehearsal studio was a peer space. And I literally went one day, the owner showed me around and it was like, I ended up figuring out that in that one particular building, I could do a podcast. I could record music. I could, you know, do photography. I have, they have different setups and everything. So it's like, there's stuff out there. You just got to find them and you got to meet somebody who's not in it for the money. Cause that is what's wrong with Houston is that everybody in here is how can we make a bag out of it? And it's not opportunity at all. Like, Opportunity is the biggest thing. I would really, I would rather get on, you know, something that gives me opportunity than gives me a whole bunch of money. Mm. To be honest, because that opportunity can turn and flip into so much more money than I could have potentially got to be booked there. It's so funny that you say that because anytime I ever, when I even even now, when I go into a a, a place where I can potentially DJ, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I'm like. The, the owner, the promoter, whatever, said, I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking for an opportunity. You fuck with me one time, bring me back. Mm-hmm. If you don't fuck with me, you ain't never got to hear from me again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, know, I know who I am. I know what I provide. I know what I can do. So you're going to fuck with me. But mm-hmm. I'm letting you know, like, you know, the money going to come. That's, that's how I feel about it. The money going to, the bread is going to come either way. But just that one opportunity, you never fucking know. Like, right. the <laughs> my, one of my first gigs when I got out here, I was at Atomic Bottle. Fucking Jay Prince was there. Just right. off you the didn't rip. even know. And I didn't even know he was going right. to be there. See? He just showed yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, even. And they're going to fuck with you because you're the DJ. Exactly. That's na- that's natural. They're exactly. going to fuck with you. They're going to want. The same thing with me, like doing my parties and everything. They wanted to know who the who is the owner of all this shit? Who's right. doing all this? You know, who's running? They're going to want to know. And I think one thing I will say when it comes to DJs, or just anybody in entrepreneurship, period. Stop allowing people to tell you, oh, you know, let just just do this for me, you know, one time. So that way, you know, I, I'm just trying to see how you work. Ma'am, look, when I used to have my DJs audition for me, it took me 30 minutes. Not even, really. Yeah, yeah. It took me a good five songs for me to realize if you trash you or, not. or not yes you don't need to do no full 10 to Facts. two set for me to determine you a good dj that person just trying to get over on you they Facts. never gonna book you again and that's just what it is Facts. and i feel like that's why djs believe it or not they need management yeah. because you know how many times i used to have to run up to somebody and be like she's not about to do this full 10 to two set for free Facts. you don't need <laughs> you don't need her to spend from 10 to 2 for you to tell me she's a great DJ. Yep. Really, you, she need a good five songs, a cool little 15, not even a 15-minute set, but if we're feeling generous, 15-minute set, yep. and within the 15 minutes, I promise you, A.O., whoever the DJ is that I'm spinning, going to show you that she a good DJ. Yep. Or he a good DJ. It's funny you said that because I went to Crave. This is a couple of weeks ago. They was having like a, uh, they was having a, um, I guess we could say auditions, but it was like for like bottle girls and all that other stuff. Oh, casting call, yeah, casting call. That's mm-hmm. what it is. So, anytime I see that, I pull up as a DJ. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, y'all need a DJ or whatever. So I pull up and um, 
the guy I pulled up with my with my equipment on purpose because I was like just in case they ask me I'm gonna have my stuff so uh, he I was like hey, I got my equipment in the car I can do like a little a small short set for you he was like oh, okay cool so um I did like a I did like a 15 maybe 20 minute set and um I unpl- I started unplugging he was like what you doing I'm like I'm leaving like you're not paying me. And right. He's like, right. Am I like, a good DJ or not? Yeah, like, like yeah, that's it. That, yeah, so, like I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. ran through like a whole bunch of songs in this fifteen to twenty minutes that I've been here. You can tell whether I'm good or not. Your your potential bottle girls are already fucking with me. So it's mm-hmm. like, what, what else you need me for, bro? Because you're mm-hmm. not paying me right now. You want me here for the whole casting call, which is about to be a couple hours. I didn't come here for that. I came yeah. here. To, I came here to find out whether you want me as a DJ or not. See, some promoters they just don't. I'm not and. I'm not going to say I'm the best promoter, right? But I'm one of them promoters where I keep it so real with you that you determine if you want to be on my team or not. That's just what it is. I keep it so real. If we ain't make no money, we ain't make no money. I'm keeping it a thousand with you. All my promoters, all my DJs, all my MCs were all under contract. I was very, very, like, straightforward with everything. So when I did them casting calls, the person would be standing in front of me, and I would be, and I would straight up be like, all right, this is what I need you to do. I will always bring two DJs on my team to judge, and I will bring two additional promoters on my team. My my high like my either my like top promoter or whatever. I would always yeah. bring them, and I would say, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to do me a twelve to two set, okay? Like not necessarily, but I'm I'm telling them like I need your sound to be a yeah. twelve to two. I need you to transition. It's about to hit the end of the night. I need you to turn me up. It's, it's going to be 1.30, and I need you to transition to R&B. I tell them exactly what I need. So mm. you not coming up there playing bounce music. Right. Why, why are you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why, why are we doing that right now? I need to hear, like, the songs and the tra- – and, and I tell them straight up, I need to hear transitions. I need yep. to hear you talking on the mic. Yep. I don't care if I have an MC. That's going to be there. I need to know that you can still talk on the mic because stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. MCs can't show up nice. or, or something happens. I don't have, you know, there's been so many times where my MC like got a flat tire or something. It's going to be an hour late. Yeah. So y'all finna be quiet for this hour? Nah, you finna get on that mic and you finna talk. Yep. Like yep. that, that's uh, how I used to be with certain things. And when it came to casting calls, man, please stop letting people have you. DJing for a whole two hours and you not getting no nothing out of it. Nice. You're not even getting a guaranteed booking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're not even getting a guaranteed exactly. booking. You literally getting a you getting a giving out a free set. Yeah. And literally. then they gonna announce another casting call in a, in a week in nice. a different graphic, and you gonna think it's a different promo team. Whole time it's the same promo team. Yep. So. Yep. yep. No, I, I, <laughs> bro. It was like, what are you doing? I'm like, you can't tell whether I'm good or not. Like. It's, we, we've been here for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Your potential bottle girls, bartenders, they fucking what I'm playing. He asked them, he was like, what y'all think about the DJ? It was like, he good. I was like, yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need mm-hmm. me here for no two, three, four hours, none of mm-hmm. that. Cause if you, but if you do need me here, you can go ahead and pay me. But, you know yeah, saying? but the thing is, like, if, if, if they fuck with you for real, if I fuck with a DJ, I will hire a DJ on spot. Facts. That's me. I'm a, if 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 you blow me away and it's very hard, but if you blow me away like that, like I'm I'm a fuck with you. There's only right. honestly I'm gonna say I'm like two DJs who blew me away, and it's crazy because I had one DJ on my team, DJ Thundercat. She actually I met her through um, 
DJing at a whole no I've seen her DJ at a whole nother club. I just knew of her name. Mm-hmm. Never met her in person, never seen heard her seen her or anything. Um I've seen her but I and I've heard her, but mm-hmm. I've never like met her like, hey, what's up? I'm Anna. For sure. So one day I booked her for my event pressure Wednesdays when I was doing it and she became my main DJ for a very 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 long time and it got to a point to where she was always doing my 10 to 12 she was always doing my 10 to 12 set you know and it wasn't because I didn't believe she could do a 12 to 2 it was because she would do my 10 to 12 set because I didn't build that chemistry with her at that time to put her in a 12 to 2 set yeah so when now I remember one day she did the most fire 10 to 12 set I've ever seen in my life. And I was like in, I was sitting like with my hookah. Cause you know, I always got my hookah, my yeah. Red Bull, my water. Yeah. I'm sitting there right in the front and I'm like, yeah, next you Wednesday, yeah, you next it. Wednesday, she was 12 to two. Why? Because I, I hear it. It's a click. It's like when you know, yeah. you know, and that's in anything in life. That's a fact. When you that's know, you fact. know, man. Cause I ain't gonna lie like that. I, me as a DJ, I need, I, and even, and, I'm not even going to say being a beginner, but being a beginner technically still out here in Houston, I need that shit because I've been so discouraged so for fucking damn near three years that I've been here mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, I'm, I'm getting these motherfucking four to six where ain't nobody in here, and then I watch so-and-so come here and turn the shit up. It's like, nigga, am I fucking trash? But, like, no, it's not It's not that I'm trash. I just haven't gotten that opportunity yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, or, the right ear. Yeah, you know, right or ear. a lot. But... I remember this multiple times. Even just one I can think of is a uh, ghost, um, ghost bar, which used to be Flavor, mm-hmm. and the guy who was who owned it, Ghost, he was sitting over in the corner. We was we always doing auditions, and um, I was the last one on on the uh, on the spins for the night Saturday. They had seen so many DJs all day, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some shit to stand out." So I brought my fucking auto tune. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, I ju- I did like a, I think I did a thirty minute set. But I, I would peek over because he's sitting on my right, and I peek over him a little bit. And he look at me. He's like, and he he bobbing that shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck with this. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I might I might be doing something. So I'm like, all right. So at the end of my set, he pulls me in. He's like, come here, come here. He was like, what's your name? How old are you? I fuck with you. And I was like, oh. not how old are you? Like, Why does that matter? <laughs> he could tell I was a young dude. So he was like, he was like, I fuck with you. And he was like, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you one of my uh my core DJs. So, but when I when uh it was a Monday, and I'll never forget this. It was me, Justo, Trey Stacks, IQ, and one other DJ. I did not. I, the only nigga that I knew in that meeting was IQ, mm-hmm. and I knew IQ was fire. And I found out after who Justo and Trey Stacks was, and I said, the fuck. I got picked. I got handpicked with these niggas. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, I know. Right, I made I, it. <laughs> I, I know. I know I'm yeah. that nigga now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, because like I said, I, I was discouraged for a long time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just because I hadn't had that opportunity, and I was like, man, am I fucking garbage? But even like now, when I do my private events or I do a club, and people be like, bro, you, you fucking nice, and I'm like, please give me more. Hype me up. <laughs> it's Hype the words of affirmations for me. Turn me up. Yeah, Talk to no. me nice. You know what Honestly, I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, man, I used to love that too because I think, I, even when I was a promoter, you know, a lot of people used to always be like, man, I don't think you, I underestimate 
the power that I had at that moment when right. I was a promoter. And right. I, I think if I would have believed in myself a little bit more, I would have went way further, you know, with my promoting than I would have been even now. Yeah. I have a lot to show for with my prom promoting at that time, but I could have did so much more if I just believed. And if I had the budget too, because back then I didn't have the budget to do all that. You. you know, now it's a little bit different. Now it's like, yeah, you know, I, I have the budget where if I wanted to do it, I could. But now it's like because I know how hard it is, yeah. if I'm going to do it again, if I'm going to pop out again, right? And yeah. I'm going to say this right now on Chef Radio. If I'm going to pop out again, okay, it's going to be some shit. Ain't nobody going to stop me. Facts. So Facts. that's why I haven't popped out, to Facts. be honest, with yeah. the promoting. No, I feel you. And then, like, for me, too, having other contemporaries be like, bro, you fucking nice. Cause um, I'm in this group chat with a whole bunch of a whole bunch of DJs, and um, I do, of course, my chef special, my dessert mix, all of that. And um, I just had an episode. Shout out Monty Slay, but it was his episode, episode 44. And I and I knew that these these mixes was hard, but um, I didn't have I didn't have I didn't post it in the group chat or nothing. One of the guys, he was like, "Hey, y'all need to go listen to uh, episode 44. This nigga DJ Prem killing it." I was like. Hey, man, talk to me nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I fuck with that because it, it, it wasn't like I asked them to go watch that show or go watch that episode or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I knew episode 44 and 45. I was like, bro, these mixes is crazy. So to have them be like, without me even saying anything for them to go watch it, they just went to go watch it on their own. And it was like, yeah, nigga, you, you did your motherfucking big one with, with mm -hmm. these on here, on here. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like that shit feels, that shit feels amazing. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Your host is fly the most. Keep hyping me up. I need it. I need it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, before we get out of here, you got any questions for me? Anything you want to say? Like, uh, uh, some people, some have, some people have questions for me. Eh? Yeah. Um, if you don't, it's cool. No, I mean, no, I don't really, <laughs> I don't cool. really have anything. That's cool. Yet. Some people be like, I want to tell you something or I'll ask you something. So that's cool. Um, one question that I ask all artists, DJs, producers, anybody that come on my show before we leave is when you make it big in the industry, is there something – are you from Houston? I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you want to do for the city when you make it? Um, I actually would – I would actually give opportunity. I think what I would do is a lot of the upcoming artists, I would give them a creative space. Because I think that's what they don't have right now in Houston. I think every single thing in Houston, every single thing to get your music or your whatever it is out there, entrepreneurship, whatever. Because even yep. me, I got to pay people to announce, promote my stuff. Yep. Everything is about money nowadays. <laughs> Everything is about money. And it's like, if I've ever in my life asked you to join my team, it's 100% because I see an opportunity in you. Nice. You see opportunity in me. And if you don't see opportunity in me, I'm going to make sure I can show you show how you, you can see it. opportunity yep. in me. So I think in in this day and age, in this generation, I will probably create a creative space for people. I would do exactly what I was doing with AZAD Management when I was doing promoting. It was a creative space for all the upcoming DJs and MCs. Nobody knew who they were. Um you know, and then, of course, like some of the, I, I tapped in with certain people because that's, you know, that's marketing. You have to tap in with certain people yep. that can keep stuff afloat because nobody knew who I was. Mm. 
you know, so you have to tap in with certain people. So I think creating a creative space, having a team of people that believe in you, believe in your vision, believe in what you got going on and knowing that it's really up. And that's really why I could commend my team with AZAD management is that every single person, I may have not been able to pay them. You know what I'm saying? I may have not been able to come through, you know, the way, and that's me being a hundred percent transparent. Right. Um, I may have not been able to be that, you know, but everybody knew one thing about me is that if I'm going up, everybody coming with me. That's me. You know, like I I may mention somebody's name in an interview that might never even speak my name positive at all, but that's just what it is. That's me. Yep. You know, I'm always show love, even though I might not receive none of it back. Hey, hey, (laughs) that's what I tell people all the time. People be like, I had one guy ask me, he was like, Hey, you ever fear like, you show all this love to a lot of people and all these people that come on your show. You ever fear that somebody will make it and they won't show you the love back? I don't give a fuck. I didn't I don't do this for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I right. I do this to show love. If if somebody came on the show, they fucking shit blew up and they never said, Oh, my shit blew up because of so and because of DJ Preem. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm right. saying? I gave you the platform. It's up to right. you and what you do with it. You know what I'm saying? If you if you end up showing me love back, I definitely appreciate it. But I don't do this shit for people to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to show love to my boy DJ Preen because he did that. Nah, bro, if you don't do it, I don't care. Man, there's so many people now that, you know, in this industry that, you know, they're currently popping right now. And I knew them when they weren't popping. And, you know, they you know they won't mention my name or say anything like stuff like that, which is fine. Like, I'm okay with that because... I'm going to always show love, you know? Yes, I did work with this person and, you know, yeah, they might be popping and don't even remember that my real name. Right. (laughs) But other than that, it's like, it is what it is. You know, we're just here to show love. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. what it's all about. Go ahead and shout yourself out. Tell everybody we're going to find you on IG, all of that. They can reach out to you if they want to or need to or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So right now I am offering free trials for artists. Um, It's actually on my page, on my Instagram. So you just comment your favorite artist on there. Um, You can follow me on all social media platforms at AZAP Management. And the management is MGMT. So A-Z-A-P-M-G-M-T. And that is on all social media platforms. For sure, for Mm -hmm. sure. I appreciate you for coming on the show, doing your damn thing. I'm your first manager on here you know yeah but absolutely i've came though like so many times times, a lot of these interviews i'm in the background sitting (laughs) on the couch so (laughs) yeah yeah so i appreciate you for coming on the show telling me even like teaching me about a lot of stuff that you do Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah dropping some gems on us so uh y'all keep it locked you already know dessert mix up next it is the hottest the biggest dj preem chef radio